Welcome, Chicago Bears sports fans, to another episode of Bearing It All with Mark and Chris, Week 7. Thank you so much for being with us today. Chris, we have another win. Oh, it feels so good. Doesn't it, man? This is great. I love winning. This is a good, good feeling. Absolutely. Especially the way we won in all facets of the the game. Completing finally four quarters. So much to talk about. Before we do, though, I wanted to just give you guys an update. Uh, Chris had uh, COVID last week. Chris, how you feeling this week? I'm sorry we didn't make an episode. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. I was under the weather. I was feeling shitty. I um, am so happy to be back. And now that I think I'm over it completely, uh, I still got this little nagging cough. So, with all due respect. Forgive me for that if I'm coughing here and there, but I've got Mr. Pacifico right next to me, so hopefully that'll suppress my little cough. That sounds great, man. That's the best medicine you can get. Anyway, back to the game, Chris. So uh, let's start with the obvious stuff, the Bajan stuff. Uh, Our coach came out today in press conference, made it clear that Bajan is our backup and that there's no quarterback controversy. As soon as Justin comes back, he will start. Uh, What do you have to say about that? Oh, he's got to say that. The head coach has to say he has to be politically correct. He has to not start anything. Uh, Chicago media is already doing it. I mean, that's it's just the nature of, of the game. You have a backup that's coming in who's playing so well, controlling the time management, uh, sufficient, uh, consistent with his passing, consistent with his running, reading his plays, his fourth. I mean, even his fourth down check. One, two, three, and then boom. Let's get the fullback into it. I mean, making these these throws that look simple to, for us as a fan, but are very complicated after you have seen the entire defense and what it's giving you and allowing you to perform. So I got to give this kid a lot of credit. Absolutely. And I agree with you. There are going to be some adversities for Bajan coming up as they get to study his tape more, find out where his strengths are, where his weaknesses, perhaps prevent him from rolling out to the right. Uh, <laughs> but I did love what I saw today. And, you know, and it made me think there might be some advantages to playing at a little school where you don't have superstars all around you like Justin did in Ohio State. You know, Bajan comes from a world where you have to throw it to, uh, every single player on the team. And today, Bajan did that. He handed the ball off to six different runners and threw the ball to six different receivers. Yeah. And, and I mean, and I, I, as the game progressed and it went on, I got more and more comfortable. I wouldn't say 100%. I just got comfortable. I just, you know, crossing my fingers. I'm saying, okay, please don't say, take the sack. Don't take the necessary, uh, you know, make that necessary throw that you that you're forcing down the field and you're just going with your check, your, your your first check read right there, simple, easy. And I like the fact that they were able to work with his style and not pressure the kid uh, because he looked confident. Uh, you know, he got a little too confident, I think, at the very, very beginning. But I think it's just the nerves, you know, when he's rushing and then he's and then he's chanting on and waving the crowd to come on and give me some more, give me some more. No, I, I love that. I thought that was great. And, and, uh, from what I understand, that was, uh, he bought 73 tickets. So that, uh, 
that wave was to all of his friends and family in the crowd, which is pretty cool. Um, but no, you're right. Um, Bajit is a uh, solid, his composure is amazing. He belongs in the NFL, whether his future is with the bears or I have no idea where this, um, journey will take him, but he, he is someone that belongs in the NFL. And I was thrilled to death to see it happen. And it made me realize that, you know, above all, I am a bear fan more than a player fan. So anyone that puts that jersey on, I, I'm going to root for him. Having said that, though, I need to see more of Justin Fields before we move on, before we make any decisions. I have to see him play and develop, and I'm hoping that maybe he sat on the sideline today and watched a little bit of what Bajent was doing. Instead of playing hero ball, get rid of that ball as quick as you can. Maybe maybe things will be different this time. Yeah, I mean, the, the uh, I've seen enough from Justin Fields, in my opinion, honestly. I think, yes, is he talented? Of course. Is he our starter moving forward? I don't think so. And I'm also thinking that a, a lot of the coaching staff and from the top are understanding that the kid has that talent, but is he our franchise quarterback? And they're not going to give him a five-year $150 million contract. That's not happening. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with you as well. But, man, wouldn't it be nice to go into that draft with two first-round picks and not have to pick a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's always the dream. But, you know, everybody knows that Chicago is, is banking on those two picks. And, uh, and we know that Justin Fields will probably be traded. I think... Now that's the question that I'm that I have to ask you. Do you hold on to Justin Fields? Do you do you trade him now early in the season, or do you hold on to him and maybe package him in the draft uh, to see how how many other buyers we have? So, no, good question. Um, so the only way we'll package him in the draft is if. We've actively decided to trade for him, and no one accepts any offers. Um, having said that, I um, hmm, tough one. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I know you love Justin Fields. I I like the kid. I hope the best for this kid, but I just think that he he overanalyzes a lot of things, and like you. Earlier, you mentioned he likes to play this hero, you know, hero ball, which is every play he has to gain that that big play, or he's thinking of I I have to score, or it, it's got to look good. There's so much left to be seen, so much we don't know. Getsy called a perfect perfect game today. I mean, experts agree across the board. It was it was perfect. He, he balanced everything exactly the way it's supposed to. What was the difference? Was it Bajan? Was it Fields? Was it Getsy just suddenly figured out what to do? Is it is it uh, when Fields and Getsy get together and things don't go their way, they both just panic? I mean, something something more is happening here than just Fields not being consistent. I, I think it has to be. Yeah, but but I also think that Getsy and Bajan just just worked. 
uh, almost a perfect game. He called almost a perfect game because it lasted before the half, the two minute. Uh, oh, that debacle! That was uh, that was that was Eberflus. Yeah, I saw the press conference. That was bad. That was really really. That's bad. what you get when you hire defensive coordinators. They're too safe. They're too predictable. They don't take chances. They want to hold on to that lead. But to go into half with a timeout still there, and uh, yeah, not not a good look. I needed him to be more aggressive in that moment, and uh, I think uh, universally the whole country and uh, press saw that as well. I think they pressured uh, Flus on that, but I'm not too sure what his response was yet. Yeah, I mean, but it's just it it, it bothers me when you're win when you're winning, and you can continue to maybe you know work for a field goal. Work for a touchdown. Keep keep working. Keep moving. The kid was had the the uh, the Raider defense on his heels. I mean, the the run was the best that we've seen all season uh, with our backup running backs. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Yeah, let's switch gears uh, before we do the that swagger, that confidence though is infectious. I saw that team get behind this quarterback today, and that was a fun, fun, exciting thing for us to see. And I love the fact that he used. More quite a bit. Well, even even him recognizing, shoot, okay, I'm gonna go back to 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 Foreman. Even after I threw it to him and he dropped it, and uh, it would have been probably maybe he would have gained the first down, but it was a drop. Before they rushed out to the sidelines, he runs up to him and he tells him, "Hey, I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry." He's telling him, he's coaching him up. Don't worry, you're gonna get more, and that. I didn't. I've never seen Justin Fields do that. Uh, he, his face is—he's defeated. He's—he's he's almost like pouting in a way. Not exactly that you see that, but you see his body uh, just kind of dejected, not having any any conversation unless unless it's it's a good play or they've scored or they've done something. Never, hey, hey guys, you know, picking them up. Uh, that was my bad. Hey, I got you. I got you next time. So I think that's the difference between badge and, and fields. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on behind the scenes, but it sure appears that way on the surface to fans uh, because the report is, is that he was highly supportive of Bajan. But, uh, but you're right, that uh, body language, it doesn't look right. Didn't have any headpieces, earpieces on. Um, so... Yeah, you you wonder, but um, you know, I often think to myself, is uh, is Field's thumb actually going to heal now <laughs> after this performance? But we I shall think so. we shall see. I think you. I think is going to be the starter next week, uh, and in Fields will have more time to rest. I think he needs to be a spectator. I think he needs to see what the what it looks to how it looks. For him, so that he could recognize other schemes and defenses and read it from the side and and follow a quarterback because sure. he never really got to. No, more and more experience is only going to help him. He definitely belongs in the NFL. That was a beautiful performance today, and it's going to get more difficult for him as we go on. But uh, for today, that was that was amazing. Uh, Foreman, good good running back, always has been. But, man, uh, didn't play too well last week. This week he was bound to determine, had that drop you mentioned at the beginning, shook it off, and then just went on. 
three touchdowns, huge. Um, great backup. We have to utilize him when uh, when Roshan and Herbert come back. Uh, we can't uh, make him inactive anymore. He's too valuable. Um, he's also a good trade bait. Let's be honest. Um, the guy is solid. Um, belongs belongs on an NFL team in a starting or backup capacity, without a doubt. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then we we actually cut him and brought him back. Uh, no Evans or Evans. Yeah, Evans was the one that mm-hmm. we cut. That's right. Mm-hmm. No Foreman was uh, uh, inactive several games, which I don't get. If you're going to make anyone inactive, make that uh, Velvet Jones inactive. God, it's terrible. Oh my goodness! I, uh, that, that one—that's that's another one that I just polls is determined to make that guy a star. Yeah, he just—I don't think he is. I mean, he has—I don't even say he has the potential. He just—I always am not optimistic, but I'm nervous when he handles the ball. I really am. No, I understand. I understand. I love seeing those uh, running backs carry the ball, though, even at fullback today. Um, but they wouldn't have had that success without that O-line. Oh, my God. They played wonderfully. I saw Whitehair playing his ass off. I saw Jenkins just destroying people on those screen plays. I mean, pancaking them to the ground. It was amazing. When you hold Crosby to one sack. They did a great job of, of playing wherever he wasn't and because <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah, no, he's- And we have to do that to Khalil Mack next week. Oh yeah, because he's gonna want it. He's gonna want it. Um, you know, he played there, so it's, it's it's always a thing when when players have played for those teams and they come back, they want. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, have no, a big game. Yeah, I don't want to face David Montgomery. Um, having said that, I um I was thrilled to death with the O line. I, I I know that they're happy with the fact the agent was getting rid of the ball quick. That that they get the run block, which is a blast as a blocker. That uh, that they're not having to hold their block for 20 seconds. So I, I think if you were to ask them privately, you know, they would tell you, yeah, that was fun um, blocking for Bajan. Bajan's got some work to do. You know, I saw him run backwards quite a bit. Um, I know in the NFL, you got to run forward in those situations. So, you know, those all come with experience, but no turnovers. Huge, huge, huge thing for us, man. Not yeah. one turnover, and I loved it. That's always uh, the, the game changer, right? I think. It is. Switching on that uh, note of turnovers, what do you think of Jalen Johnson? Oh, man. I think I texted you earlier that there was discussion of maybe um, trading him. Uh, you know, I had read something. and uh, you know. Right, because right, he's our most valuable defensive player. So that was the obvious, but we can't. But having a game that he had... I mean, a pick six. We can't trade every single good player we have. No, we have to keep. We have to keep some. We have to keep some. Otherwise, you don't got a, You don't have a squad. No. And the thing that that I love about um, Johnson, number thirty three, is that he he played all four quarters, and you know. Even with the the, uh, I think he got dinged maybe three penalties on him. Yeah. No. I um. I loved how aggressive he played and how he continued to play aggressive. And I thought those PI, one of those PI calls, just terrible, just awful. It didn't belong. The receiver didn't even turn his head, if I remember correctly. No, but his aggressiveness paid off, man. That was a beautiful pick six. And later that second pick, just gorgeous. And that's what they get for throwing it against Johnson. I mean, most quarterbacks know better. 
Yeah, I mean, he had a good game. He had a great game. Um, Stevenson stepped up. I thought he played well. Uh, the defense, let's be honest, Chris. The linebackers look better. The defense is gelling. And that's uh, what Eberflus had been preaching since week one, that it's going to take time for them to believe in each other and understand what each other's roles are. It seems like that's happening. Maybe this guy is a decent defensive coordinator. It's yet to be determined. I still think that they could improve way, way more, um, even with the penalties. Well, we have no pressure yet, and I understand that. And that's not going to happen suddenly out of nowhere unless someone just develops some amazing gift. Yeah, we got one sack, and I was like, wow, okay, that's a win. Because we've had games where the quarterbacks do not even get touched, don't even get disrupted, and that's what you have to play as a defense. It's like, okay, you're not going to sack Tom Brady. You're not going to sack Peyton Manning. We're talking old, the vets. But why? At least defensive coordinators are telling their players, disrupt them, put your hands up. Touch them. Maybe you don't put them to the ground, but you hit them. You rough them up. You hit them in their back. You make them uncomfortable. That's what forces quarterbacks to throw those errors, those those mistakes. When you have to, when you when you're in their face, and you're at least making contact with them. But when you let them stay in the pocket, I mean Hoyer, he played for us five games. I don't even remember. Maybe four or five years ago, and we can't lose it. Fucking old backup. I mean, no, I know. I look at that Baker Mayfield game and how you know any any NFL quarterback with that much time is going to burn any team. So, no, I thought they did a better job of adding pressure though from the corners and the safeties, and uh, things looked a lot better. They were definitely uh, shaken. Um, I didn't understand exactly why Raiders had started Hoyer instead of uh, a new kid AOC, but uh, after I saw him, I realized yeah. <laughs> Where's the vet? He he definitely earned that start. But uh, man, what do you think about the, that Raider coach? I know we don't have a lot to stand on, but man, not a not a really good coach. We no, do I mean I'm glad that we never pulled the trigger with him because I think he was dis- uh, he was once discussed as maybe taking over. Yeah, no, uh, I think he's a product of uh, of uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I mean Tom Brady made a lot of coaches look, look, look good. really really good. Because that uh, that field goal that he decided to go for, man, that was strange. I don't know. His music to my ears. I'm, I agree. I'm loving it, but I was, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just thought that um, Chicago Bears played an excellent game. Um, the only knock that I would give them is is the, uh, the penalties. Penalties were bad as well as that um, last... Uh, a two-minute drill right before the half. Absolutely, the two definitely the two things that we wanted to uh, to talk about that were negative. And uh, but uh, unfortunately, not much we can do there. Just hope it gets better. Yeah, I mean, I just think that they have to, you know, go going forward. You got to announce it before the end of the week who your starter is. I get Matt has to come out and address the media and tell him he's our backup quarterback. Justin Fields is still our starter until he comes until he comes back from injury. But let's let the players know. Let's let the fans know. Moving forward, 
give Justin another time, another a little time out, a little break. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. He's still injured. There's yeah. no oh, timetable yeah. on that. They, yeah. they said they predicted that maybe three, four games. Yeah, New Orleans game is when they think that he'll be back. So, so that gives that gives Tyler three, four games too. Mm-hmm. Tyson, to, yeah. Tyson, Tyson to make his. Uh, you know, his statement. No, I agree. No. And let's be honest, Chris, uh, highly valuable backup quarterbacks in this league are highly touted. So this is, if, if anything, and we've found our backup quarterback, then I'm thrilled. Well, look at how many backup quarterbacks are playing right now. I think five started. Right. This no, week? They're, no, they're highly valuable people in this league. I know the Raiders wish they had one. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't mean to tease, but that was a that was a good victory, man. And I, uh, I know we got a tough, tough matchup. We got uh, four out of our next five games are all away, and some tough matchups. Uh, uh, Chargers are next, and uh, they, before we started this podcast, they looked like they were doing pretty well. Yeah, no, and you know what? Let, let me say this: we're Californians, and to beat the Raiders, it feels. Fucking good. Oh, yeah. Because we drive around town, and that's all you see mm-hmm. are Raider fans. Yep. 49er fans. Right. So and Niner it's, it's So it's a, it's a little there, – there's some pride going on right now. I mean, I'm glad that we fucking beat them. And so what? I'm, I don't feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for any Raider fan. I'm going to tell you that right now because I've been there, done that, and – there's nothing to feel bad about. Have you seen that stadium and all that money they have? Jeez, Louise, they got they got a lot of talent. Yeah, they, I don't feel bad either. No, that was a good victory. I was thrilled. No, yeah, and it feels good. And it feels good because I've never been a fucking Raider fan. I hate the Raiders. I can honestly <laughs> say I hate the Raiders. Yeah, they don't uh, they don't bother me like they do you. But I I, I understand that statement because boy, that's how I feel about those Packers. Yeah, but there's just something about Raider fans. 49er fans, when you're a Bear fan in California, that just, we, we, we're, as fans, we always talk about the history, whether it's Chicago history, Raiders history, 49er history. Yes, they go back to how many rings they have, how many championships and all of that. But guess what? We won today. It's 2023 and it feels good. It does. It was. It was great. I loved it. I'm absolutely on top of the world. And uh, the best part about these wins now is that, um, you know, it sucks that we're not playing for uh, playoffs or the, the win the division. But it's kind of refreshing just to get these random wins every other Sunday. Now I just want to string a couple together in a row. That's yeah. it. That's not too much to ask. Two, no. or, two or three weeks of winning. Absolutely. Because it feels good. And it feels good for the players. Well, and, our, and, you know, we showed today that we have a lot of talent on that team. That offensive line played wonderfully. Those running backs played great. Our quarterback was a perfect point guard today. And I think he's just going to gain more and more confidence. And our defense is, is absolutely gelling. I mean, they shut down Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Adams was a huge factor in the first half. Second half, two catches for 13 yards. Oh, so, yeah. And the last time that we played... Josh Jacobs, I think we played him in Europe. Yep, he destroyed us. Where I he remember freaking that. almost ran for like 200 yards and yep. like two touchdowns. Yep. It, was, it was horrible. No, there's, a, there's some wonderful gems on that defense that are not getting credit. Uh, like Billings is a wonderful run stopper. And uh, TJ Edwards has been an amazing 
amazing tackler. Oh yeah, there. he's just been phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's all over the place. Yeah, very happy with him. Uh, Tremaine Edwards yet to be seen. Um, he's done some nice things, but I'm not sure exactly what all the money was for yet. But I'm happy he's there. Well, I think the, he's earned it. The last the last two games, I think he's he stepped up. Edmonds? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that much. I've seen TJ Edwards step up. I haven't seen Edmonds come up a little bit. He had a good couple of plays. A good, I mean, going in the backfield, going in and, and stopping the run, helping with that. Was, um, and as that front four develops and gets better, that uh, second half. Yeah, he, he got uh, forced Jacobs to not land that second foot in the touchdown. Yeah. So he saved the touchdown. Okay, good point. Good point. And then the uh, last uh, special teams. What's up with Santos, man? I hope they don't uh, give him a PED test because all of a sudden he's hitting 54 yarders. This is amazing. I loved it. He said, oh, son, oh, son, fools. I mean, that's just how it feels. It's yeah. Just- he hasn't missed one yet, knock on wood. I, I am thrilled to death. Other than, you know, he missed a PAT, I should say, but that was blocked. Uh, but that was an amazing, absolutely amazing kick. I love it. I'm thrilled to death. And did you see how happy he looked? I don't even think he knew he'd make it. Oh, yeah. You texted me like, hey, when uh, the Raiders missed that, what? What was it a forty-something yard? Yeah, field goal attempt, and you're like, "Hey, what you you captioned? Welcome to Soldier Field, buddy." Yep. I mean, it's hard field to kick in. It's the hardest. It's one of the hardest fields to kick in because you just don't understand. I mean, you can never read those those wins. No, that was wonderful. No, I was thrilled to death with Santos and uh, yeah, even even uh, Velas Jones did well with his kick return. So, no hate there. Um, all in all, though, very fun. Next week we got a Sunday night game. I'm not a big fan of uh, national games right now, but uh, this uh, I think the country needs to see a little bit of this uh, Beijing kid. I think so, too. I think his, uh, his demeanor, I mean, his confidence uh, should be at that level. Um, he, From what I read, from what I hear, he loves those challenges. He wants to prove himself. This kid has a chip. He has a chip on his shoulder with everything he does. Oh, and it's just an amazing story. I mean, let's be honest. The odds of him lasting in the NFL are very low still, despite today's win. But having said that, there's a small chance that this may be, you know, the next Brock Purdy, the next Tom Brady, the next, you know, et cetera, et cetera. These guys that have stepped in and, and never, ever taken a back seat again. But the story follows him. Imagine. We've never had a great quarterback in the history of our franchise ever. Wait, who's the best though? It's your stats, fuck your stats. But you know he was our best quarterback. But the reality, I mean, just to have a, a quarterback go out and know that he that he can win a job. Well, he can take over if he if I noticed it at his very first press conference. They said, "Did you ever picture yourself up here?" And he's like, "Yep." And that was it. And I was like, "Holy crap! This kid's been following the law of attraction his whole life. He pictured himself in that position." His swagger. I knew already from that video that I sent you earlier. When you're trying to take on the goat, a rapper, Eminem. And do a little karaoke thing. And oh, yes. Freestyling. Yes, there's video that's hey, uh, all over the internet. I'm not saying that just because you can rap, you can play football. No. But what I'm saying is that character, that confidence to go, I'm not going to get up there and fucking rap Eminem. No. 
Hell no. That's not happening. No, no. And he wasn't lip syncing it either. So that's an impressive feat. I agree. This kid's got a lot of confidence. I think he gets that from his dad. Have you uh, seen the story about his dad, Travis? The, the arm wrestling champ. Yeah, he's almost like a WWE character. The guy's a trash talker supreme. Uh, he seems like a good guy, but uh, just watch it on YouTube. A lot of fun. I read a little bit about, about that, but you know what? I just, uh, I'm not even into, I mean, what I like, and I think the best, the best uh, caption for this kid is, he's got swag. He's, that, it's the swagger. I mean, that's, Let's let's call him Swaggy. No, I Swaggy love Swaggy B. I love that confidence he has. And Swaggy uh, B all day. No, that confidence was wonderful. That composure that he played, I really loved watching him. You can visually see him doing his checks, and then like throwing to the flat. You know, only when there was no one else open, and and making that decision in you know under one and a half seconds. What about his best pass? Was the no look? I mean, just a little looking to the left and throwing to the right. Yeah, I mean that was. Right there, that was just his read. His read knowing that he has him open, knowing that he has that defender burnt, and still kind of like looking at them and saying, hey, to the other guys, I I got you. I don't know what it means, but this kid was not overwhelmed. He was absolutely like game ready. I don't know what it is. Even the speed of the NFL didn't affect him. Next week's going to be a much, much more difficult game. It's going to be exciting to see how he plays in that kind of a position. It's only going to get harder from here, but, man, that was a good win. Oh, absolutely. I think that the fact that he knows that he has that he has a spot, not guaranteed, but he has a spot and he can show what he has to give, I mean, it's just going to get better and better. It has to be. Uh, there was never a shot that he took down. You know, even a Hail Mary, even before the half, you, you put in Peterman and, and you don't give this kid a little opportunity. You know, it's like it's still protecting him. They still want to protect his confidence. I get that. But at the same time, even at the end, taking a fucking knee, let the kid take a knee. He won the game. I, I, I don't get this shit where you put this freaking third string quarterback in. Yeah. For the knee, what what is that? What is I that? Don't know. What does that mean? He said something about uh, Peterman having a bigger arm. I don't know. That's bullshit. You think Mahomes is going to take us? He's going to go out to the sideline and say, "Hey, put in the backup just, because he can throw it." This speaks volumes again about our coaching staff. It's just you know? fucking ignorant. I just don't understand that. That's what fucking pisses me off as a fan watching that. The kid is playing the whole entire game, and then the last couple of seconds. You put in a backup that hasn't, he doesn't even know what the fuck is happening. And they're telling him, they're calling his, his name. Hey, you're, you're out there. Let's go. So what, what? what you're getting at is you, you are not a fan of the fact that the coaches are simply making decisions based on, you know, players and strategy. But what you're saying is that the coaches should also take into consideration their, uh, their play, the, what the, the mojo, the the feelings, the the, th- the things going through their players' minds. Exactly, exactly. I mean, ba- you think Bajan wanted to be on the sideline? I agree with you. I think a coach has to be, you know, not just an X's and O guy, but also a personality guy. You think he wants to take a? You don't think he wants to be out there with his team and take a knee at the end? You don't think it hurt Bajan's feelings to put Peterman in there to throw a yeah throw a, a bomb? That's what I don't understand. Why not give this kid this? This victory, the whole, the whole, the whole game was his. I don't know. I don't he know. He earned it. No, and I think uh, 
I that, think down DP knows that as well. So hopefully this kid's confidence doesn't get shaken. No, I hope not either. But, but it also makes him understand and realize, like, is this franchise this fucking stupid? Like, do they really, really think that they don't have this confidence in me? Because that's what it could do to a player to understand, okay, you know, my coach comes out and says, I'm still the backup. And right now, Justin Fields is our quarterback. Okay, that's okay. Fine. But at the same time, when you see these little things play out, okay, before the half, you put in the backup. And then before on the end, when you're taking a fucking knee and you're, and you're giving, and you're, and you're, and you're not even in the game, Tom Brady isn't fucking going to the sidelines and not taking that knee. He's like, fucking get me out there. I'm going to take my ball and I'm going to take it to the very end. Yeah. Every, any quarterback will do that. So that says a lot, speaks volumes to these coaches. No, I, I feel your passion, buddy. And uh, I'll just have to let a couple more weeks play out, see how this is going. Um, but, yeah, not as concerned about that as, as you are. But I still respect it. All right, buddy. Anything else that we need to discuss or talk about before we wrap up this episode? Oh, I just wanted to say that fucking feels good, number one. Number two, I'm glad I'm fucking over COVID. Hallelujah. Some serious shit, and, and I mean that literally. But uh, I'm just happy that our team can put it together, can show the, the talent that they have, and it feels good because I think and I honestly believe that the players felt so good. Even the stars, even a player like DJ Moore that could have three, four touchdowns, and he could have had two. Didn't step out, that's one. Makes that catch, nine out of ten times, that's two touchdowns that this kid has. Well, and it goes, it proves that DJ Moore is quarterback proof, just like he was in Carolina. He's like going to play well no matter who's thrown to him. And he's going to play well and he's going to play to win the game with all the players. Even Mooney got a, got, got a, a fair share. You know, it's just Bajan played a game where he knew who he was going to throw it to, and it wasn't consuming him. It wasn't getting to that in, into his head and thinking, oh, shit, I got to give DJ all the love right now. I have to because he's our star player. He's our best player. I don't know either. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. Justin, maybe. He's get his eyes checked. I just he's not seeing anyone. I mean, how does Mooney not catch any passes since week one until Bajan comes into the play? I mean, that's not that's not okay. No, it's just we know he's getting open. It's just Bajan understands the game, I think, a little a, a little better. Well, he it's, takes what the defense gives him instead of going for this hero ball play. So if that means a, a, a one yard pass to the flat to get positive yards, then take it. I heard a commentator would saying with uh, about um the Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson he's different now he doesn't have to run he waits in the pocket eludes one tackle one three two delivers yep and he's taking what the defense gives him and that's exactly what Fields needs to develop and I think we kind of agree that that's the, his next major step because if, if Fields can put that together. With his athleticism, legitimate top five quarterback. Well, the NFL is a copycat league. So if Fields can be watching and watching other players 
who do I match up with? Who do I look like? Who do I kind of want to try to emulate my game to? Watch, study that film, study what they do, and maybe you have a shot. Hell yeah, give him a call. I bet Lamar Jackson would be happy to give Justin Fields. But, you know, these guys' egos, you know, they're not going to allow that. But uh, no, but you can call a retired, you can call fucking Donovan McNabb. You can call Michael Vick. I mean, yeah. players that have been there, done that. and Well, let's be honest. Justin Fields was there today, and he watched that. And he knows that he needs to get back on that field as soon as possible. Yeah, but... This guy starts racking up wins. Trust me, there's a quarterback controversy in Chicago. Maybe not this week, but it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Is that Tyler Tyson? Tyson, Tyson, Tyson. I keep thinking of Tyler because I have. Just think of the best boxer in the world. Yeah, there you go. I think I'll, I'll remember that. But it's just, I think he has a lot of upside. And I think he got his feet wet. And he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to give up that that Lamborghini. He doesn't want to turn in those keys. No, no, I agree. This was a guy destined to be a high school teacher and coach, and he thought he'd give it one more shot. And man, I'm thrilled to death. His press conference was funny. He's like, "This is the first time I'm gonna ever win a game and not be able to hang out with my friends and family." <laughs> like, yeah, I hope his players take him out or something. Yeah, they'll do something for him. And I mean, it's just. You know, it brings me back to the story that I wish sometimes I, you know, I'm glad that the Bears didn't do the hard knocks, but but sometimes I feel that I wish they did. Oh, sure. It's a compelling story, man. Because he also was up there for the rookies when they have to inaugurate inaugurate them. Oh, yeah. And uh, he he had to go up in there and he did a little uh, freestyle. Yeah. yeah, so it's earned it. He's earned it. He played well in the preseason. He beat out a bunch of veterans. I mean, Swaggy B, Swaggy B. I'm thrilled. Take that, take that shit. The next sign. I'm thrilled. Someone down in the in the stands, follow me. Yep. Put I'm, that Swaggy B up there. I'm thrilled. I gotta get that Bajan jersey or turn an old Alshon Jeffrey jersey into a Bajan jersey. <laughs> Something has to happen. All right. Well, we're gonna sign off. This has been a week seven episode of bearing it all with mark and chris and today we are not bearing much because that was a good victory sunday i want you guys to stay tuned uh stick with us next week where we will have a uh, night game against the chargers and that uh, podcast will come out right afterward again thank you so much for listening really really enjoy this thanks chris anything to add fuck yeah go bears till i die all day every day i go bears couldn't agree more buddy Bear down.